Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Quick hitter edition. Maybe I should say Lions edition. Maybe I should say um, Hell Has Frozen Over edition. Maybe I should say There Is a God edition. Maybe I should say uh, Mike Merkel and Robin Dyka's uh, Best Day Ever edition. I don't know what to say, Mike. But I do know this much. It is another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, where we today, Mike, are talking about your Detroit football fighting Dan Campbells and their first playoff victory in my lifetime, in your lifetime, in a lot of people's lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about the Lions in the historic win in the wild card round, and we're going to be previewing their divisional matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Mike, let's bring you in on here. Um, just first off, how are we feeling coming off a huge, monumental, I don't want to say franchise-altering, but I'm going to say franchise-altering win on mm-hmm. Sunday night. How are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I don't think the weekend... You're really not playing it after that big lead, and I just gave it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it was probably best-case scenario in, yeah. term, in, in totality of everything yeah. that happened for the weekend. Oh, right. You win, sure. Dallas loses, right. Philly loses. Yep. The Niners don't play, so I guess, you know, you can't really right. – and nothing happens there. But, I mean, everything kind of lined up everything that you want in the NFC. So, all in all, it was really good. We still got to take care of business, so I can't – Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, exactly. And you can't get complacent, right? And we'll talk about this Tampa game here in a second. But I do want to talk about this Rams-Lions game. Um this was a game of two halves, right? For this for this Lions team, right? I mean, we could not have started out faster, right? Mm-hmm. Three straight 75-yard touchdown drives, right? Just bam, 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 right in a row, right? We got some David Montgomery action. We got some Jameer Gibbs action. Jared Goff was working it. You know what I mean? I think he completed his first 10 passes of the game. Um, going for it on a huge fourth down and goal gets Sam Laporte in the back of the end zone because Raheem Morris thought it'd be smart to cover the second or third best tight end in football um, with a, you know, outside linebacker defensive end guy. <laughs> um, but it worked out in the Lions favor and the defense did just enough to give you that lead, right? You hold them on that first drive where they only get three and then decide to poop your pampers the rest of the half. Um mm-hmm. Second half comes along. Let, let me ask you this. After that first half of ball, right? You're up 21-17. McVay, super conservative. And we're going to talk about the coaching here in a second as well. But super conservative. Decides to not try anything at the end of the half, which I was stunned by. I was like, you have 55 seconds left, three timeouts, and Matt Stafford as your quarterback. What are you doing? Um, decide to kind of run it. They, they get, I think, five on the first run out of the back of the end zone. And then they just go, ah, screw it, and we're done. Um Talk to me about how we're feeling it at, at halftime, right? In the progress of that game. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you like, okay, they got it. Are you mm-hmm. like, you know, what is it? Cause I was like, I'll, I'll tell you my mine was okay. We had a really good start. Right. But now the Rams realize that they're playing the lions defense. And so how do you make those adjustments <laughs> in the second half? Right. To get off the field, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. It felt like to me, it was one of those, first quarter, first home playoff game in 30-year vibes where it's oh like, my okay, God. there's, there's yeah. no way you don't score a touchdown on the first drive or two right. 
right. guess even three. It well, really that, happened. That, you know what I mentioned? You're, you're right, because that Jared Goff first throw to Josh Reynolds where he throws a bullet. And mm-hmm. if he, Josh Reynolds lets that go through his hands to pick, because mm-hmm. he throws it in like this night, this tight ass window. And I was like, oh, Goss feeling it. But more important, I went, oh, that was a that was a sketchy throw. If that because if he throws that and Josh Reynolds is like, oh, shit, that was to me. That's mm-hmm. a pick, right. So I'll let you continue. But I agree with you. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was one of those where I was like, OK, you're, you're going to score on the first try because Lions game at home. Momentum, right. Momentum, everything. You score the next couple. Like, OK, we're, we're, we're riding, we're riding. Mm-hmm. And then you start kind of stalling out. And yeah. I was like, okay, now the Rams on the road settle in. And this is very like cliche of a lot of home playoff games right. in the NFL yeah. is or a lot of underdog playoff games in the NFL, I guess, mm-hmm. is where the team that's not experienced catches win early. The Texans did it like three or four years ago against the Chiefs, but they still don't understand how it happened, where they oh, went yeah. up 24 early 24 zero so early. Oh my and god, I was yeah, like, like first I was quarter. Like, I was like the first oh. quarter. I was like, oh, okay, they caught hot. Like they yep. can't stop. I was at your house. Stop. We watched yeah. it together. I was at your house. <laughs> and then, and then in the second quarter, it's twenty twenty four, and I went. So how did this collapse happen? That's right. kind of how I was feeling. Where I was like, you're hot right now. Yeah. But once halftime hits and everything kind of cools down, and you're just playing a normal game. Mm-hmm. How do we'll you respond? Right. And so starting that second half, right? Rams get the ball. Uh, Lions make one of their few actual stops of the day and actually get off the field. Uh, mm-hmm. at the Rams first drive, which I thought was absolutely critical. They get the ball, they go down. I believe they kick a field goal uh, to start the second half. I believe that's, I believe that's right. Right. Cause they were up by 10 uh, yeah. at one point again. Right. Or, or up mm-hmm. by seven, seven, I'm sorry, seven. Cause they only scored 24 points, but so they kick the field goal. You're like, okay, you've got a touchdown lead again. Um, you know, you feel you're feeling like, okay. Defense made some adjustments. And then for whatever reason, the longest second half of my entire adult life happens where the Rams are moving the ball up and down the field, left and right. And yet they're settling for field goals. They're moving the ball. They're making big plays. They just can't punch it in the damn end zone. And they settle for Mm -hmm. a couple field goals. Lions offense. um, The one drive, I think, stalls out. I don't think they necessarily went three and out. And then, you know, the Rams get a field goal. And then at one point, right, in the fourth quarter, because the third quarter is pretty uneventful, right? It was just kind of like, you know, you're kind of going yeah. back and forth, whatever. Fourth quarter hits, line, they kick a field goal, Lions gag, okay, there's like seven minutes left in this game. And I'm like, this is the Jared Goff money drive right here, right? Mm-hmm. Go down, you run the ball, because you, you, the whole playbook's open, right? You're not down, right? You're leading by one still. Rams just scored. Defense kept them out of the end zone. The defense, as much as they frustrate me, and God, are they a bad secondary? Holy shit. Um, they were able to keep the Rams out of the end zone, which turned out to be really the key, you know, deal in all this. But seven minutes left, I go, okay, Goff, here we go, buddy. Right here, right. They've they've stifled you the whole second half. Ben Johnson decides to run these weird side sweep things with Jameer Gibbs that don't work for whatever reason. We got Craig Reynolds in the game instead of David Montgomery because somebody hates me. Um, but here it is. Let's go on a drive right now. Go score. And the Lions go three now. And Goff misses a pass high to Josh Reynolds. And you go, oh boy, mm-hmm. I have seen this movie <laughs> before. Let What was your thoughts? Because you know exactly the point in time I'm talking about. What were your thoughts when the Lions went three now and immediately punted the ball back to Stafford with six minutes left? Yeah, I was interested. It was, it was a lot of scenarios that I wish would have played out 
yeah to to answer questions for me it yeah, was yeah. a it was a scenario where i was like this is perfect it's going to answer everything i want to know yeah. and then we can get into it the rams absolutely go oh no 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 we're not going to give you any of those scenarios <laughs> and then walk away from it because what i really wanted to see in all honesty was yeah. the rams go down like kick a field goal and yep. go, all right, King Buff need the comeback drive. Right. Like that, that's my one leaning question left with him mm-hmm. is can he go down the field and score for you? Right. And, and I, have a, I have a follow-up on that, but I agree with you though. No, for and sure. So I was I, I was gonna happen. I yeah, thought so Saturday, that, I thought they were gonna go right down the field and score. So that's what I was interested in. And then coaching my practice after coaching my practice and then stuff. Okay, so let me all right. So let's 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 break it down, right? Because everybody who wasn't watching apparently was under a cave. But so the Rams get the ball back, they're driving a little bit, they get to the Lions 40-ish yard line, right? 35, 40-ish yard line, roughly around there. So it's a long kick, right? But it's not an insurmountable. They don't have a great kicker anymore. They're kind of like in our situation, right? I think Brett Maher is their is their kicker or whatever. Okay. Yeah, they're at the 44. 44, okay. And then Aiden Hutchinson, biggest play of his career. Gets a holding call, right? Now, I want to ask you this. Dan Campbell, right? Third and four. It's an incomplete pass, right? So it's going to be fourth and four or third and 14. Dan Campbell decides to push them back, get them out of field goal range, and trust your defense. Mm-hmm. I'm asking Mike Merkel's version of Dan Campbell. Do you take the penalty or do you not? Because I was sitting there at home. Because of the way the secondary play, where you just got carved up by one dude the whole mother effing game, mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh!" I go, "I don't know if I take this." I, I, I like, I almost felt like I'd rather put the ball in the offense's hands rather than put the game in the defense's hands because I'm like, "You're going to give him another shot. You can't stop. You're better on third and four than you are on third and 15. Historically, mm-hmm. this year, I was like, "Holy shit, that's a big call because you got him to fourth down. They're probably going to kick a field goal. That, that's a little bit, I feel like, as of a safer bet. What was your thoughts on Dan Campbell's decision to push him back and give Stafford and the Rams another opportunity to get the first? Oh, I thought it was 100% the mistake. Okay. Like, I think it was 100% coaching well practice. You okay. have to go to fourth down. And here's the thing. If they go for it on fourth and four instead of mm-hmm. what would have been fourth and 14 or whatever, yeah. and then they get it, like, it shit happens. But then it's first and 10. And you have three timeouts to you know, get a stop and get the ball yeah. back or whatnot. So I think I think you decline fourth down. If I think it's one of those things where, and they and it's like in a lot of it's like a big strategy thing mm-hmm. is you have to anticipate your opponent's best maneuver and then based off that you do what you do. And if you stop them for fourth and four, you have to think okay, twenty four twenty three. If I was coaching on that side, I would kick the field goal to go up and trust the defense. Right. So to counteract that, right. that's what you want to do, right? Like you, you have to think what they're doing. I feel like pushing them back was like, okay, we can have two more plays. Because if they get right. third and 14, they get 13 yards and fourth and one. It's like, okay, right. like right. They're gonna even go closer or right. we're going to go for it or something. So right. I think it was malpractice. I think you should have just declined it. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, cause I, I looked at it and I was like, man, that's a tough, that's a tough, it, that's a very 50, 50 for me. Right. Because, it's like, okay, I understand because, and I think if, if they were in field goal range already, like say the, say the Rams were at like the 30. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rather than the 44. I don't think he makes that call. I think well, he just takes the penalty. Well, the thing is, I mean, so, he, he and, it. so the, the play by play here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that third and four place happens at the Detroit 34. Then he gets okay. Yeah. So so he gets backed up ten yards to make it thirty right. fourteen for the right. Detroit forty four, yeah. which then becomes incomplete. Which comes to the next coaching practice we'll get to, 
Yeah. Fired. Yeah. I, I just feel like maybe he was like, all right, listen, we got to push him out of range. And I think he knew they don't have a great kicking situation either. So it was like, mm-hmm. we're going to force them to have to make a play to get back into range. Right now. I don't think anybody anticipated Sean McVay going hard pass. I'm just not, I, here's the thing. I'll say two things about the next two plays for the, from the Rams perspective. I did not like the decision to throw it deep in that situation. Um, and I know that's a little bit of hindsight 2020, but knowing Stafford, like I do, I go, all right, I'm going to let Staff like, just take what the defense will give you. They're trying to protect the sticks. They're trying mm-hmm. to get me in field goal range, take something underneath and then, and you know, grip it and rip it on fourth. If you have to at least give yourself an, or at least give yourself another decision to make in terms of we're on the fringe of field goal range. Like say they get six yards back. We're on the fringe. Do we go for it or not? At least force you, allow yourself to make another decision rather than throwing it up into double coverage to Puka Nakua, right? I, I didn't like the decision by Stafford there. No. But then to c- couple that with McVay going, we got four minutes. We've been stopping them all half. Let's punt and pin them back deep. That I thought was astounding because I was mm-hmm. like, you don't have three timeouts. You have you have no ability to stop this clock if the Lions do anything of progress on this drive. Nothing. Yes. And that's and that's the, the problem that Brandon yeah. Steely had with analytics yeah. was the analytics in that spot. Mm-hmm. Four minutes mm-hmm. at the spot you were at will tell you to punt. Right. Pin them back if you get a stop and you got good field position. Yes. They would tell you to punt if you have three timeouts. Right. You you don't you never punt with one timeout because the, earlier in the in the third quarter or yep. middle of the fourth or whatever yeah. the malpractice was he had a couple third the, the two timeouts he burned were on like third and fours. Well, the one he burned early in the third quarter, and I went, oh, that's gonna hurt him. That's gonna yes. hurt them later because I went. That was like I think it was their first or second drive in the half, mm-hmm. and I went, no, it was. Oh. it was like, oh, that's a really early bad timeout right there. Just take the delay. That's, and, and that's my point is yeah. those two, if you would just took the lace, okay, it goes from third and three to third and eight. I go, okay, so it's just a long third down. Right. But you can manage a third and eight rather than lose a timeout, which will cost you later in the game. Absolutely. I thought that was that was terrible by him also. Yep. But punting on, on with four minutes left with one timeout mm-hmm. on the road, mm-hmm. everything there is bad. Right. Everything yeah. there is bad. And that's the thing. I, I thought McVay would just went uber. Cons- I th- really think he thought, hey, our defense is going to make a play. We're going to get the ball back. We've got the you know guy with the most fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history. It'll be fine. I really mm-hmm. think that's what he thought, honestly. He's like, I am such a good offensive play caller that I'm going to be able to get them. And, and honestly, the Lions defense had not shown the ability to stop them in terms of getting into the red zone. They were able to crunch down once they got there, but in a one-point game, that doesn't mean shit. Right. So I agree with you. I I was I was dumbfounded by that. Lions obviously get the ball back. David Montgomery makes one hell of a play. Jukes a defender out, gets first down. And then we get into the all right, two minutes left. You know, they run it. Now, I want to ask you this in terms of that throw call on second down and eight, second and nine to Amon Ra. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's a similar play. It's not the exact same play again against Minnesota. I know he ran a comeback, so everyone thinks it's the exact same play. It wasn't, but the same idea. Same idea, right? Way, yeah, but... the same primary receiver, right? Mm. Um, but the the call to throw it on second down. Agree? Disagree? Thoughts on that? Because obviously, if it's incomplete, you know the clock doesn't. You know, clock stops. You're giving them another timeout, basically. 
Um, but obviously, if you get it, the game's over, which which is wind up what winds up happening. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Dan Campbell saying, Jared Goff, you're our guy. Let's get what's what is our best play to get it to our best player in Amon Ross St. Brown to get this game over and done with. Thoughts on yeah. that call. Yeah. The explanation you gave. Yep. It's the right call. Right. When most of these teams do these stupid throws, mm-hmm. I'll I'll we'll hence back to the first Chicago game. Yeah. Um, in Detroit, or yeah. on second down or third down, whatever it was, yeah. they go. Fields, epic, epic yep. time. Okay, field seventy-five yard throw in a double coverage. Mm-hmm. Why? Like right. that? That that yep. can't be the throw if you're going to throw it. Yep. Or, um, I think Dallas against the in the Dallas game, there was a similar situation where it was mm-hmm. like, okay, we're in a run. Oh no, it was the um, uh, Philly Seahawks game where Drew Lock came back, where Philly yeah. is like, okay, we're just going to first down, hand up, second down, long throw out of bounds. I go. Right. Right. Why? Like, right. what, what is the thought process of that? Because now you just stop the clock again. Yes. Now, running a eight-yard curl route to your best receiver, and if he's there, you chuck it. If not, just hold the ball and fall down or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i okay with that. Right. I think those are really good statistical odds of completing that throw. Well, and you look at it too, right? You've got a slot corner or a linebacker covering him at that point, right? They don't have a true number one corner on that team, right, in the mm-hmm. Rams situation. You're saying, listen, I got my best on your average. Right. And yeah. I'm, I'm banking on Amon Ross St. Brown to win a one-on-one. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I thought it was a, I thought it was a ballsy call in the terms mm-hmm. of it, it kind of bucks, you know, traditional conventions. Um, But you know, when you frame it as when Dan Campbell got to the bottom, you know, look, I trust golf. I trust the call. Um, We wanted to go win the game right then and there. There is no, and the only way to do that was to get the ball into our best and our, into our best players hands. Yeah. And I thought that and- was such a, Dan Campbell, like that was the most Dan Campbell possible move where yeah. he went, fuck that. I'm we're going to win the game right now. Yeah. And I'm totally cool on that kind of play. If you have that yeah. route and then yeah. you also have say Gibbs one yard away, sitting there in the track and you go, he's not there. You throw it to Gibbs. He gets three yards. It's the same thing as a run at that point. Exactly. And then you just run the clock. Like that stuff. I'm okay with. I hate the, let's throw it 75 yards downfield. Try right. to catch them off guard. Right. Yeah. It never yeah. works. Cause no, they're never going to be caught off. Guard. Well, not so, that you don't need it. Here, that's the other part of it. If you the Lions are winning the game, I have no intent. I have no need. What do I need to score for? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing: Lions score, kick an extra point. They're only up eight. It makes no sense for them to try and score. Just mm-hmm. just do just enough, and that's exactly what they get. They needed nine. They got ten. They got it. They ended the game. Neil Downs all the way through. I actually did the math wrong in my head, um, and I thought they had to keep running plays based on the time. Cause mm-hmm. when, so basically they get it right. They get the first down and then McVay calls a timeout right after the two minute warning, which I thought was also strange that he didn't call one before the two minute warning, which I thought was also disastrous. I was like, so wait, we're got a first down. We just bled two minutes off the clock running two plays. Mm-hmm. I was like, how did you, I was like, that was confusing. So because of the timeout, it's only a 25 second play clock, not a 40. So I got, I was like, Oh shit, it's only 25. Se- they have to get another first down. And then it yeah. switched to 40. And then I, you know, cried happy tears um but overall though i felt i I felt a couple things coming out of this game number one our secondary is the worst thing i've ever seen Mm -hmm. um two i thought jared goff came to play and made Mm -hmm. the throws when he needed to outside of the one weird backwards throw thing i thought he was damn well perfect Mm -hmm. right and you you know that play's coming right historically right it's the same thing with stafford you know there's going to be one throw where you go the fuck are you throwing Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he was damn near perfect. I thought the offensive line did a phenomenal job 
in this game. Aaron Donald mm-hmm. couldn't do a damn thing. And there was times where they put three guys on that motherfucker just because they knew you are not wrecking this game. You're not wrecking this game. And I thought overall the co- they outcoached the Rams. Yes, I do. I, I I firmly believe they outcoached the Rams. And you know what's crazy? I think the Rams at one point kind of outsmarted themselves because every time the Rams blitzed Ernest Jones, the linebacker, and they got a free rush, basically him on a running back, they under pressure and disrupted the play every time. Whether mm-hmm. it was Montgomery out there, whether it was Gibbs out there, whether it was Craig Reynolds out there, they blew up that whatever play design the Lions had drawn up, they blew it up every time. And they only went to that well like three or four times the whole game. I was like, man, I'm sending that every time. I'm taking the risk that I can win in zone coverage for just long enough to, you know, to mess golf up. And they never went back to it. But a huge, huge, huge win for this Detroit Lions team, a huge win for the franchise. Um, that crowd was insane. I love the fact that the first series, the announcers laid out, right? They just, they laid out and let the game just play and let that sound kind of overtake to really give you that feel of, Hey, this is a big fucking deal. This is a big deal. This this place is loud, right? You felt it through the TV. Ford field was the, is recorded as the fourth lot of the stadium. Right. Isn't that crazy? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think their, their peak, it was like 133 yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I think Kansas City's one, yeah. Seattle's is two, and I think it's like, um, I think somewhere like like New York Giants or something or three, something weird. I was like, yeah. I didn't expect them to be as loud, but right. something like that. And then they're four for the loudest yeah. postseason stadium. Yeah. Recorded. Just, it, you just felt it was big. You had every mo- every person and their mother out there. Every person that's ever been good on a line in a Lions uniform was there. You had Stephen Tullock out there. You had Glover Quinn, right? Like it just felt like this is the time, right? Mm-hmm. And they get it done. It's an emotional time. You know, I I was freaking out. I, I know just because you've never seen it. You've never seen this. You know, you, you Mike Tarico made a perfectly good comment. He's like, no one has ever been able to legitimately text the Lions just want a playoff game. Mm-hmm. You've never been able to text that to somebody before. Because it's never happened. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that's how the Bengals ran like three years ago. Right. Exactly. You, you, your last nine playoff games, you've lost. You get this one finally. Right. Um, talk to me about how, what you felt after the game. Were you, were you relieved? Were you like, okay, this is setting up really nicely. Were you looking ahead? Like, what were your immediate thoughts? Cause my immediate thought was, oh shit, we're hosting another playoff game. Now, Monday just got a lot more fucking interesting. That's, yeah, I mean that's what I thought. I after like 20 minutes of hyperventilating and freaking out. It was yeah. oh shit, like this is we have another game this weekend. Yeah, I mean realistically, I mean even before the game was Dallas lost. Yeah. It came down to your your road. Yeah. opens up so much nicer. Like, oh my now. god. Yes. Like like win or like obviously if you lose then you're out, but like right. if you win, the road is much easier playing Philly or Tampa Bay at home than going to Dallas. Absolutely. Even though I think a lot of people think they can win in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, obviously, watching the Packers team probably could have won in Dallas. But, um, <laughs> Good Lord. But regardless, playing in Dallas is much different than playing at home against oh, like, Tampa Bay. Yes. Like, yeah, I, think sure. I think they're two totally different things there. So, well, just the um, home environment alone. You don't have to travel. There's none of that. It's just, hey, we're home. You know, yeah, we're just hanging out. Right. I, got a 40 minute, I got a 40-minute drive, basically, right? Um, so let's transition a little bit to, uh, the Tampa Bay game, 
right? Uh, Lions have already played Tampa earlier this year. Week six got the win 20 to six in Tampa with Tampa coming mm-hmm. by. Uh, a lot of people remember that for two plays, right? The, the JMO long touchdown and the Craig Reynolds block that sprung Amon Ross St. Brown, which was also pretty awesome. Uh, I, I also, block, yeah. yeah, I also tend to remember, uh, Baker Mayfield missing Mike Evans twice wide ass open. I, uh, you know, the only thing I remember for that game is Baker Mayfield missing every throw possible. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I remember, I remember um, sitting at like halftime and yeah. talking to someone I was watching it with and just yeah. being like, dude, if he hits like three of these passes, yeah. we're, we're losing this game by a lot, but like he just can't hit anybody. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. but you know, and Tampa went on a big losing streak off of that, right? They were three and one going into that game. I think they lost five straight or something like that. After yeah, so they were struggling, uh, they've won six out of their last seven, I believe. Um, coming into this game, you, you put you pick up a win over a Philadelphia team that has decided I don't want to play football anymore. Um, and now they're coming to Ford Field, right? Give me your initial thoughts. I know the Vegas line was like six and a half, I believe. Um, Give me your thoughts on this game when you first see that, okay, Tampa's got this in the bag. I know a lot of Lions fans were looking forward to Philly coming to town, right, with Matt Patricia and all that shit. Um, But I also know a lot of Lions fans who are like, I prefer to play Tampa just because they don't have a mobile quarterback. Um, You know, I can see the pros and cons to both teams, right? I think Philadelphia, when they're right, is much, much better than Tampa. Um, Mm -hmm. You've played Tampa before. So, I mean, there's that as well, but, you know what what is that really i'm not sure um give me give me your kind of your initial thoughts on this game and when tampa when you saw that okay it's going to be tampa what were your thoughts on it were you excited were you nervous did would you rather have the eagles like what were your kind of thoughts because you knew they were good lines are gonna be favorites right just because they're at home yeah higher seed so you knew that um any any thoughts on tampa when you first see okay hey this is this is the thing yeah i'll be honest i think both teams, I was pretty lockstep on. On, I'm not too worried about either one. Okay. Um, I think by how the Eagles were playing, I think if the Good Eagles God. somehow were That's able terrible. to squeak, if they could squeak out that Bucks game, I'd feel I think more confident playing the Eagles. I know Jalen Hurts is mobile. I get it. We can't stop mobile guys, but <laughs> like th- that team just looks like a after dumpster fire losing by like the 30 defense. to New York with their starters, uh, and the defense can't cover a soul. Oh my God. With all the name players they have out there, they just can't cover anybody. It's absolutely a while. Yeah. Um. So I think Tampa is tougher of the two. Obviously, they won, but I yeah. think they're just like the tougher team of the two. So yeah. I don't think it's necessarily going to be easy, but I don't think either one of those teams, if I look down the playoff bracket, would have been high on the NFC ranking in general. So, right. right. And I don't want Lions fans to um kind of put the cart before the horse here. This is going to be a tough game. Yeah. This is going to be a tough game. Tampa's not coming to lose. Oh, you know so what, I mean? I, I, what else is out of the four remaining NFC teams, or I guess three outside of the lines, they're the one I definitely want to play. Yes, agreed. No, I will say that too, right? I don't want to play Green Bay right now. Green Bay. I don't want to play Green Bay because they're on fire, and I think yep. the Niners are the best team in the NFC. Yep. Exactly. So you're get, you're getting the easiest matchup. Yeah, the best matchup game. possible for sure. Um, no, I agree with you there, but I I don't want Lions fans to overlook this Tampa Bay team. They're here for a reason. They just beat the defending NFC champions, right? I know the Eagles are playing like shit. I get it, but you know, you they're coming off a big emotional win too, right? Baker Mayfield, new quarterback, right? One year prove it deal. Todd Bowles probably at his last leg if they didn't get something done here. He's trying to work for his job. They got a a veteran team that's got like a lot of guys from that Super Bowl run that have won a championship. They know how to win. This defense, mm-hmm. 
beat your ass for a good chunk of time there in that game. You hit a couple big plays, and that was the difference in the game. Um, your secondary is awful. Like there's there are problems with this Lions team. Now, can they still get this done? Absolutely. And I and I'm at this point, it's kind of a situation. And 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 you tell me if this is fair. Because after that game, right, I was like, well, shit, they have a home playoff game. Well, they got to win. They got to win next weekend, right? They got to win next weekend. They have to, right? Like this is, it, it has to happen now. They have to win. They have to go to the NFC title game. It's setting up for them to do it, right? Like that's how I felt after that game. I was like, I thought about it. I go, you got to win. You have to win it now. Now, I'm not saying win the Super Bowl. You know, as well as that'd be great. I don't I don't know what I would do if the Lions won made the Super Bowl. I don't even know how I would react, but you you have to win this game. You have to win this game because this is the moment where you go, okay, you get the emotional, the baggage is off the shoulders, right? We don't have to talk about winning a playoff game. We haven't won one since 1992 and blah 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 blah. All this shit, right? We don't have to talk about any of it anymore. Mm-hmm. But now it's hey, you're probably the better team. Mm-hmm. You're at home in the playoffs. You don't know the next time you're going to be this high of a seed with this kind of schedule going forward to get this shit done. Make the run. Do what Cincinnati did and make the run. I- am I wrong to think that? Like, is that is that wrong of me to think where you go into the season thinking, hey, win the division, win a playoff game, I'll be thrilled, and I am. If it ended tomorrow, I'd be like, listen, that was the, one of the it's the greatest season I've ever seen the Lions play. Mm-hmm. But now you're at a point where you go, it's all set up for you to make it there. It, it's all set up for you to get your 60 minutes against the Niners or mm-hmm. Green Bay, right? Whoever, whoever comes out of that game, because I think it's going to be a close one. Honestly, I do. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, at yeah. this point, it's like give yourself a chance to do something that nobody in their right mind ever thought could happen. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'll say about it. This 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 part of the season right now mm-hmm. is giving me one hundred percent vibes mm-hmm. of Michigan's postseason. Oh my god! Where I don't think you, I think you, don't you do this to me? But right? I, I say it in the sense of not necessarily yeah. that like they're the number one seed they're going to win. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah. In the sense of like how the road has opened up for you, it may never get easier. Exactly. I agree. Next a thousand percent. Year, next year, the Eagles could figure it out. Seattle could be better. Yep. Um, and yep. that's well, you're playing a first place schedule. Right, you're playing a yeah, first place schedule. Yeah, you're going to be playing the first place schedule. So next year you have the Niners, Cowboys, Bills, Packers are going to be Packers are going to be better. Yeah. Bears are going to be better. Realistically, so yes. Yeah, would you would think? I was talking to someone who's like a Bears fan at mm-hmm. my work, and they they like the rumor mill is if they trade Justin Fields, they could have potentially the number one eight and nine pick in the draft this year. They trade him no. to Atlanta. I don't. I don't think Atlanta would give that much up for him. But I you never I, know. I, I agree with. But, you. I, agree, I agree with your sentiment. But like Bears, are, Bears are going to get better, and so this is like the path where you know you look at Cincinnati's run. They played the Raiders, and then they played. Um, who did they play after that? They played. Well, they played Tennessee. Who everyone was like, I don't trust Tennessee. And then it was like, all right, all you have to do is beat the Chiefs and you're in the Super Bowl. Right. And then they went out and did it. You're right. in the same path where you're like, all right, you're playing a tough Rams team. You beat them. Now you get kind of the team that no one believes in in Tampa, and then you have your one shot against the top of the conference. Yep. See what happens. Exactly. Right. What do you have to lose at this point, right? Throw it yeah. all at them. 
Yeah, this this game's harder because I would say if we were in the NFC Championship game with the Niners, I would say you're playing with house money, just throw everything at the wall and see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for this sure. This is not the game to throw everything against the wall and see no, it. No, no, it's not. You are the not. better team, so you yeah. should right. be you able to contain with The Lions are favored by six. I think that Vegas line says that. Right. I think the Vegas yeah. line says, listen, you're not only the home team, but you're the better team. You've won the first matchup. I know it's hard to beat a team twice, but it's they're two different teams. Now, the Lions team that played in week six is not the same Lions team that is here. They're just not They're They're not right. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lions broke a lot of tendencies in that in that Tampa game. I think they threw the ball like 50 times against Tampa the first time. I don't anticipate Jared Goff to drop back that much. But at the same time, when you don't have a Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery goes down the second quarter and it's only Craig Reynolds and a cloud of dust. You kind of have to throw the ball. Right. Like mm-hmm. those are those were situations that happened in that Tampa game. Right. You did not have your full arsenal to there. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Lions are going to have to figure out a way to get stops on third down and long because for whatever the fuck they can't do it. I think they stopped the run. I, and, I, and here's the thing. It's going to come down to the Lions being able to do two things. Prevent the big play and figuring out how to get off the field enough or creating a turnover. If the mm-hmm. Lions win the turnover battle in this game, and it's a cliche to think because usually that's true, but like I really mean this. If they win the turnover battle, if that means it's a one to nothing, a two to one, whatever the situation is, I think they have a great shot at winning this game. Any mm-hmm. extra possession for this Lions offense is crucial, but more importantly, even if it doesn't necessarily lead to points, it's a seven point swing for the defense because the defense isn't out on the field. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it, right? If you generate a turnover, if nothing else, your offense is out there. Their defense is out there. You don't have to worry nearly as much about your defense because they're not on the fucking field, right? So yeah. I think that's going to be super crucial. Um, anything else on this game that you want to bring up before I ask you for a score? Um, I would just say I think people who are just make making fun of Baker Mayfield, I think you should just – Call the tone a little bit because he did just go 24 for 30 for 300 yards and three touchdowns. By the way, apparently is the first Tampa Bay quarterback to ever do that in the playoffs or he didn't do it in his runs, 300 yards and three touchdowns. So crazy. He's they're playing well. They're playing super well. They they don't run the ball. So it's, it's gotta be on him. Like this game is the, it's not a cakewalk. Well, it's not a cakewalk. This game feels like the game where, they come out flat and they go down 10 or 14 early and, yeah, then, I could and then fight their way back. You know what's funny about that, though, right? I agree with you, it, it, like, historically. But I, I don't know if you watched any Dan Campbell's pressers, um, but I watched his today, and he was like, look, he goes, I understand and I am glad that people are happy and they're and they're feeling the high off of that win. He goes, but we can't. Mm-hmm. We can't. He goes, we have we have three more. That he said it like three different times. He goes, we have three more. We we cannot allow ourselves to sit and celebrate a win like that because we have another one, right? And he said it even yeah. in his post game where he was like, look, it's great. It's something we haven't done in 30 years, but like we, we can't, I can't, I'm not going to be able to take the time to appreciate what we've done because mm-hmm. I'm on to the next opponent. And that mindset and I know it's cliche in some regard, but, but the fact that he was just so like, listen, I get it. I understand it. And I understand the fans are going to think one way. We can't have that mindset though, because if we do, we're going to get killed. Yeah. Listen, I, I share that sentiment. I think every 
coach after every win says that, so it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, Dan Campbell. But yeah, I think it I is just, hard for, as a player. Yeah. It is hard to, like, when the coach is like, yeah, there's three more. But as a player, you're going to first one in 30 years. Like, it's hard not to oh, have yeah. that, you know, yeah. playoff, you know, downfall after that. I think the Matt LaFleur said the exact same thing at his press conference after being the Cowboys. be like, look at that. Like, well, we got we got more to go. I go, okay, you're going to come out flat against the Niners. You're going to be <laughs> feeling yourself. And you're going to be like, oh, look at what we can I wondered, I do wonder if because it was such a close game, that may, like if they would have blown the Rams out, I'd be a lot more concerned. Is that is that a fair thought? Really? Like, see, I'm opposite. Like, see, I feel like if they would have blown the Rams out, they'd be like, "Oh, we got this! Like, it's our team. This is our year." Blah 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 blah. But because it was like, "Hey, we had to make plays at the end to get this done." See, I look at it as like when when the Chiefs and Bills played that epic yeah, overtime yeah. game a couple yeah. years ago, and then the next week the Chiefs blew that twenty-one to three lead because like they were at such a high, and then they just couldn't complete the whole next game. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I don't emotional roller coaster. Yeah, you just go through this roller coaster of like you start off twenty one, you you were up twenty one ten, twenty one seventeen. You just edged out. So yeah, we just edged out, and then the next week it's like, yeah, we can. I feel like it's almost more of like we can do anything because you want a close one. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I've always felt like teams that come out and you blow a team out the next week. It's like, all right, like, like realistically, okay, would you like? Because the Packers went in and absolutely dogged that team. Oh yeah, Dal- you, Dal- you, but like, are, would they? Do they go in more confident, or the Lions go in more confident because they blew them out where the Lions played a close game? Yeah, I don't know. See, I think I think because I think Green Bay is going to go in confident because they're a young team, right? And they haven't been there. Um, I think, but to to your point, I think the Lions are in a situation where they're they're in such a unique spot because it almost feels like it's a situation of we're built to hand we're built to win by any means necessary if the, I, and I know that sounds weird to say because it's like well every team is gonna take a win you're throwing a lot of cliches no no no, no but here, here's what I mean though here's what I mean though everybody is worried about their secondary and their defense right and their lack of playmakers myself included I bitch about it every week to the TV okay yeah. but you know the one part you know the the people that are the least concerned about that hmm. the Lions coaching staff because they know what they have and they know who they have and they know how they're going to win games, right? It's forcing, it's getting sacks and negative plays and it's getting turnovers. They are going to allow yards. It is just going to happen. It's frustrating. It kills me, but they're going to allow passing. Baker Mayfield's going to throw for 250, 300 yards in this game. I won't be shocked by that stat if that happens because that's what they do. But historically, what they've done over the last half of the season is in the red zone, they've clamped down because there's not 20 yards anymore to run over. It's it's 15, and it's a lot easier to play zone coverage. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they're going to live life for the rest of this year because they don't have the talent to go man-to-man every game and to just go, hey, I'm just going to have Cam Sutton locked down Mike Evans. It's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it is they understand that, look, we got to get a turnover, and we just got to do – just enough defensively and let our offense carry it. If the, if the Lions offense scores 28 plus points this week, do they win the game? Uh, they have a really good shot at it. Okay, right. That's my that's my thought as well, right? Yeah. And that's how I think they're operating is, hey, look, man, our defense is ass. We got one corner and we got three safeties and maybe a linebacker, okay? We don't have a second corner. Brian Branch sometimes is good, sometimes can't find the ball. Like, he's a rookie. We don't have a lot of depth in the secondary. Mm-hmm. So offense... Gonna have to carry the load. 
Yeah. Right. It's just, it just is what it is. Right. So I, I look at it and I go, they're just uniquely set up where it's like, I feel like they're just so cognizant of, Hey, this is just kind of who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not, they're not pretending to be this team where they are just going to match up and you go, why do we keep doing this? It doesn't work. They understand, look, we got to send pressure. We got to have exotic blitzes. We're going to leave guys out on an Island because it's mm-hmm. the only way we're going to get stops. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't just, dis- I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, but like the blitz rate for this team has skyrocketed over the last six, yeah. seven weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I just, I'm just so confident that Dan Campbell is not going to allow them to come out and just go like, I think, I, I think more than anything, I think he's like, listen, guys, we have a real opportunity here to do something really fucking special. Don't fuck it up. Like that's, I feel yeah. like that's his first statement. He's like, "Hey, great, congrats on the win! Don't fuck this up for everybody." <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I feel that. I, uh, I don't think they're gonna get like Baltimore, where it's like no, no, first I don't three drives. You're just like like dog I would hope not. Like, uh, you know, what just happened? Yeah, like, I don't think they're on that high. But I could like, see that though. A big play, touchdown. You don't answer right away. Maybe you finally get a stop. It's it's ten nothing after the first quarter, and it's like, oh, Detroit. Yeah, like up. exactly. I kind of, I kind of see that, but I do think yeah. once. Once like the middle of the second quarter, second half kind of starts, mm-hmm. I feel you're gonna be like, okay, Lions are that team. Yeah, it's As either that gonna be that or they're gonna come out hot again, right? And then say they squeak out a win against Tampa, and then they go to the Niners, and then they go down ten nothing, and you go, well, this game's over because you're not built to. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> you're, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're just, you're built not built to. Yeah, yes. um, I agree. No, it, it, like, that's it's, very it's, strong. It, right, it's one of those weird scenarios. But all right, nut cutting time. Who wins? What's the score? Uh, we're going lines 27 20 because we've got to cover six points somehow. Add a baby. Add a baby. All right. I'm going to say Lions. Lions 28, Bucks 24. Lions don't cover. Ooh. Lions I'm don't cover. Non-cover. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because I think that it's going to be one of those deals where, you know, they get close maybe or something and then the Lions go on a drive, maybe end it, right? And just. You know, I am. I'm fascinated. I can't wait to talk this weekend, though, Mike, because we got a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about Jared Goff. We got the Royal Rumble predictions. We got so much stuff coming yeah. for our actual we, episode. Should, yeah. I was going to say, should, should we rapid fire these other divisional yeah, games? Let's do it. Yeah, let's real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Texans at Ravens. Baltimore dropping in minus nine. Ravens. I don't know if they cover, though. I'll make that bold prediction right now. That's nine's hard. Yeah. Yeah. He's I do think so explosive. Like, yeah. Ravens win. I'm, I'm I don't know pretty if they confident. Cover. I don't know if they cover. Um, I could I could see a solid like 28-20. Yeah, right. 35-28 shootout type of game. Shootout kind of game. Stroud goes but... crazy. Either that or Stroud like struggles mightily because you yeah, know against the Baltimore defense and you go, oh shit. And then it gets ugly quickly. Mm-hmm. They don't have the problem is is that Baltimore's defense, they have multiple lockdown corners. Like, so it's like Nico Collins is gonna have to like fight. Really <laughs> no tank down, that's a tough ask. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night game, we got the Packers at the Niners. Niners drop at nine points. I don't think the Niners cover either. Um, I think the Niners win, but this is going to be a tough game. The Niners are going to have to come out and understand that Green Bay is not to be pushed around. They came yeah. out and beat the shit out of Dallas. Dallas yeah, did not I, wake up. I think I think the Niners cover. Okay. If, okay. Since you know, which one do you think is more likely to cover? Baltimore. Niners or Ravens. You Baltimore. think Baltimore's more likely to cover? Yeah. See, just think, because, just think, because think of Houston. I think Houston is in that situation where you have a young staff too. Like you have nobody who's been there in this situation. Yeah. 
Green Bay, I mean, Matt LaFleur, you know, he's had some coaching experience. He's got guys, especially defensively, that have been there. Um, And, you know, Kyle Shanahan always manages to fuck it up in big games. All right. And then the main event game, which is the main event game. Oh, yeah. Bills, Buffalo dropping three. I love the fact that the Lions don't play at night, by the way. I'm just sorry because I can go to sleep. I mean, I'm not going to go to sleep because I'm watching this game, but at least it's not like, you know, I'm staying up till midnight to watch. Uh, yeah. Buffalo's laying three. Lane three. Fuck it. Give me the bills. Take the bills. Give me the bills. Yeah. Give me the bills. I think they're, I listen at some point, Josh Allen's going to have to be a big boy. You're never Mm going to have a better opportunity. The chiefs cannot score 20 points consistently offensively. They cannot do it. They got bailed out by playing a Tua whose arm is still frozen. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Bills did gonna beat them, off, thing, so. If you're going to be, no, no, I agree. Yeah. Neither game was a playoff game. But if you're going to do it, this is the year to do it. Am I wrong by saying that? Oh, no. You're 100% like, right. Like, if this is the time, right? I don't care. Like, this, they're very much, I feel like, in a Lions situation. Figure it out. You get them at home. Mm-hmm. You have you to know, take advantage. This is, this is the first time Buffalo and Kansas City play in Buffalo. That Mahomes right. Isn't that crazy? Ever. Yeah, regular season or postseason. Yes. Like ever. Let's let's add fuel to the fire that Mahomes can't win on the road in big games. Let's do it, please, for the love of God, please. Okay. I would love to see a Buffalo Baltimore, a an AFC title game because I think it would just be bombs galore, bombs <laughs> and poor decision making for everybody, and it would be awesome. Oh, why Lamar do that? Oh, Josh Allen. Oh, Lamar. Oh, Lamar, you're so awesome. Oh, Josh Allen, that was sweet. Oh my God, he's floating. Oh my God, he's dead. Everything in between, right? Like that would be that game in a nutshell. Oh, or if Baltimore be, beats yeah. him by 50 because Josh Allen throws four picks in the first half. It's one of those two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 do it like this though. I hope next week when we do our quick hitter for the NFC and NFC championship games, we got mm-hmm. real skin in the game. That's all I hope for. And if we can have real skin in the game talking about our Detroit Lions, our fighting Dan Campbells playing whoever in the NFC title game. Life is good. Yeah, we do have to. We do have to say though, the Lions are in the important NFC game because if Tampa Bay wins, the NFC Championship game is not as fun. Oh, absolutely not. No, it sucks because then you're like, okay, so Niners. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, like Pat, wait, no one wants to see Packers Bucks. That just yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds awful. And then and then no one really wants to see Bucks Niners. The Packers I think, I, think the Niners, I I would be like, what the fuck? I'd actually be like, what the fuck? Yeah, then well, I feel like the Lions got to win now because then you got to have Green Bay come here and then we got to whip that ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, no, hundred percent. But like Lions versus Packers or Lions versus Niners are much more intriguing than Bucks on either side. Agreed, a thousand percent. Yeah, they just unless they, you're a Tampa like, Bay fan, it's not like the other. It feels yeah, like yeah. it does. Um, absolutely. But obviously, next week we're gonna have obviously Monday Monday morning. You guys will have our normal weekly episode, and then you'll have another quick hitter next week, like we do every year traditionally. We have an AFC NFC conference championship weekend preview uh coming your way as well. So lots of content coming your way, guys. But that's gonna be it for this week's ep- edition of a quick hitter for the Merck Zone. I'm the mouth of Michigan. Go Lions, baby. <laughs>